Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. You have an extraordinary story to tell, but whether you're pitching a service, product, company, or cause, how you craft and deliver your message makes all the difference. Some people tell their stories better than others, capturing the hearts and minds of everyone in their personal and professional lives. Conversations are the work of a leader and the workhorses of an organization. While no single conversation is guaranteed to change the trajectory of a career, a company, a relationship, or a life, any single conversation can. Today, I have a guest who is as good as gold. Liz Goodgold is a branding expert, women's leadership speaker, and author of How to Speak Gooder, Brand New Rules for Public Speaking in a Digitally Distracted World. Liz is an author, coach, consultant, and motivational speecher who shares how to brand out, stand out, and cash in on your business. Welcome, Liz. Hey, great to be here. So, you know, it's clear business has changed forever and so much more is being done online via chat rooms, Zoom meetings, Twitter, social media, etc. I want you to share your thoughts about how this shift has damaged or enhanced our ability to communicate effectively. The key thing that has shifted on Zoom is every word counts. And when you turn off your video, you realize that you've not only deprived yourself of the sense of touch and the sense of smell, that if you turn off that video and I'm looking at a black screen, you've deprived me of another sense. And what we know about communication is the more that you engage the senses, the better the perception of the experience. So if you and I are meeting, for example, in person, you will rate that experience higher. If you offer me a cup of coffee, it gets a little bit better. So here we are on Zoom, for example, where I'm literally looking at a flat screen. So it's really important to try to do a few things to create a community and to create a sense of camaraderie online. Yes, and I, because I do chair several organizations and a lot has, of course, moved on to Zoom, it always fascinates me, the people that are on video, they have these cool backgrounds, yes. they're looking at you, they're engaged, compared to the others who are looking down at their desks, they never make eye contact, or it's a black screen. And so I have to wonder, you know, are they paying attention? Do they hear anything that's being talked about during the conversation? And so what, what would you say to people that are new to Zoom or are fighting it? <laughs> I think there's a, a few rules that really work. The first rule of thumb is simply this. You start on time and you end on time. So every person who's hosted a Zoom meeting who says these dreaded words, well, let's just wait a few minutes, is wrong. So I know you and I approach business like a business. And I think you set the expectation early that if you start on time and you end on time, that if you come on late, you're late and you've missed the key important information. 
and then you set the expectation. So that's probably the number one thing that I would do. Similar to if someone says, you have two minutes for an acceptance speech, you have one minute and 59. And I start to lose respect for you the longer you go on. Second thing is at this point, you have to expect that people know how to use Zoom. So if you start late and then do, oh, let's go through some housekeeping on how to do chat, you almost want to take a gun to the screen and go, <laughs> stop, stop, right? So m master the medium. Second, then you have all these. Now, of course, your video is on and you almost have to exaggerate a little bit to let people know that I am with you. And what does that mean? Even though here we are on radio, I am nodding my head. You can do things so that people are really engaged. Say, are you with me here? If so, give me a thumbs up in the screen instead of just the screen box. Are you here? Okay, if you're hearing me, great. If you're with me, if this is making sense on a one to five scale, put your fingers up in front of the screen. Five is perfect. Zero means I have no idea what you're talking about. So even in that flat environment, you are getting feedback and interaction. And the more you have interaction, the higher the retention and the better the ability to communicate a message. Yeah, I just did a whole training on how to do online training and it was really <laughs> fascinating because they also brought in, just like you're talking about, I mean, we're not talking about in a 30 minute meeting to bring in a game or something, but if you're doing a full day of training, you've mm -hmm. got to break that up just like you would in a regular meeting because now we can't say, okay, call a break, let's all disappear for 10 minutes, come back. It's really, how do you engage people so that they know that they're paying attention, they're tuned in, they're having fun. Let's have fun. Let's talk about fun, okay? <laughs> it is, and it's so funny because I think in every speech, in every interaction, we need the fun factor and the cool quotient. So things that you can do is some people say, for example, well, we'll get on the Zoom five minutes early for a little bit of networking. But those accidental conversations no longer happen on Zoom. So if, for example, you or and I were in an office and I accidentally bumped into you or shared a cup of coffee, we could have this spontaneous conversation. It doesn't happen. So therefore on Zoom, you can't just do networking, it needs to be structured and or facilitated. You need to have sort of what I call a quip in your hip. Question you're ready to spur the conversation. So guys, I'm thrilled that you're here early, right before we start. Why don't you share the one thing that has changed in your life that you do different now since the pandemic that you never in your whole life thought you would do so that you can start hearing about the people who are knitting or making sourdough bread or weightlifting or I've heard so many amazing stories that it gives people a guidance because otherwise you wind into this, hey, what's new? You know what our answer always is? Nothing. Well, that doesn't spur great conversation. So these are little fire starters to get the conversation so it's conversation to make the connection. And when I have the connection with you, I care. Now I can do great work with you because I care about you. And that's the element that seems to be missing, is really moving from that communication to the great connection. Yeah, I have found that leading a lot of these media, and some of them are very large. Mm -hmm. So having a list of everyone that's on the call, when I have the ability to say, I want to hear from everybody. I mean, I want to hear. So I literally call them by name. Perfect. You get an A for that. 
And I think it takes that little bit of courage or it takes that chutzpah or with women, I always say it takes a little bit of cojones and vajones. <laughs> you have to call them out to make sure that people are really responding. So you want to say, Kate, or you can see Kate's eyes rolling a little bit, or John, what are you thinking over there? Or let me know. And I think that really helps to develop. And then the more that I use your name, the other people who are strangers start to recognize, oh, thank you so much. That's Bill and Jane over there. Helps to make that connection. Even though we're shifting to the online world, I mean, there is still great opportunity for people to connect. Nothing says you still can't meet for coffee. Nothing right. says that you still can't have in-person meetings. So as an organization, while it's easy for everyone to do Zoom, I would guess that you would still be encouraging companies to at least once a quarter, let's come together. I mean, we can sit outside, we can do it in a lot of different ways. Do you feel that if we don't come back to some of that, we're going to really lose a lot of connection? I really do, and I think it's bigger than that. I think not meeting in person also hinders cooperation, creativity, and camaraderie. In other words, me sitting in my office by myself all day long means I inhale my own fumes. Oh my gosh, aren't I genius? Aren't I brilliant? I need someone sort of like a Simon Cowell to say, you know, Liz, the baby's ugly. That is a voice of reason, and we're missing that. And so I think when you're together with people, you really need to foster this. Tell me the truth. You know, you really need to hear some points of view that are different than your own. And that's one of the things I just so miss about that, that we've got to keep going, get a little bit more creative, get other input. If we keep talking to people who look and sound just like us, we get more of thoughts that look and sound just like us. And that to me also is that power of the diversity of thought. We join organizations, whether it's for-profit, non-profit, church, whatever community, because we want community. And to completely shift away from in-person, I feel like from a motivational standpoint, from feeling valued, that we don't want to lose any of that for certain. Right. I mean, that's the stuff that's valuable. And that's one of the reasons why I love to go out for a cup of coffee. Our challenge, of course, is trying to find a place where we can meet given how many indoor places are cold. And we start to compare California versus Nevada. And all of a sudden you're realizing 35 degrees is a little bit chilly to be outside, but I'm still willing to do that because I get that spontaneous conversation that I often don't get on Zoom. And that to me is precious. You are a professional speaker. Is that a lost art? Because we can't be in stadiums anymore. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. 
That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Natakwa, Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Really happy to have a brand new acquaintance and I see uh, going to be a good friend, Liz Goodgold, who is a branding expert, women's leadership speaker, and author of How to Speak Gooder, Brand New Rules for Public Speaking in a Digitally Distracted World. Liz, so when we talk about how to speak gooder, you are obviously a national, international speaker. That industry has changed a little bit. So talk about why you chose to go into public speaking and really what is your message out there for organizations? The message is really clear that we have to keep learning. To say that just because you have a job, you're done, you're over, you no longer need networking, for example, or you no longer need to challenge your mind or your thinking is truly a mistake. And what I love about big events that don't exist right now is it's the opportunity for me to challenge you, to inspire you, to inform you, to educate, and maybe have you think in ways you haven't thunk before. And I think there's also the camaraderie that, miss, that we're missing. So even developers, for example, who didn't go in person to an Apple conference, for example, saying, well, yeah, we saw it online, but that wasn't the value. The value was, hey, dude, how's that going? Have you tried this? How's this iOS working? And that's something that I miss tremendously. But I think speaking continues to morph. So, for example, in the, quote, olden days, speakers, we would speak at you. And I think with this pandemic and the move to Zoom is we now have to speak with you. And I think we've shifted now which is something I applaud, to being more interactive. I believe still as a keynote speaker on a stage, 200, 2,000 people, you can still say, turn to your neighbor and ask her about this. By a show of hands, can I see how many people? So do you see the link that we're actually connecting the chat button, if you will, from Zoom all the way to back to a big stage? Because I think the way people process information, so right auditorily, verbally, kinesthetically, by talking, moving, and really processing, they get to understand the concepts better. And that I applaud. 
One of the most important elements of being a great speaker or someone who can effectively communicate, whether it's to your child or to your organization, is passion. Yeah. And I think sometimes in the digital world, people get so monotone, they're reading an agenda. How do you help leaders, especially, really say, look, you can buzz through the bits and bites and get your passion so that people are more engaged? Every speaker today has to really look at modulating pace, pause, repetition, volume. So if things are really exciting, Naturally, your voice speeds up. It gets a little bit higher. But as women, we have to be really, really conscious of this. Because often the higher our pitch, the more often a male will turn tune out. So we really want to make sure that I'm not speaking to you, Sherry, and telling you. Because that is chicken dinner, put you to sleep, sort of monotone. So getting that excitement, that means my voice is going up. Taking a pause. Those are the elements of a great speaker. Every single one is part of it. And people often forget the power of repetition. That doesn't mean I drill it into you. It means that if this is a key point, I have prepped you for that key point. If you only take one thing away from this entire conversation, if there's only one note that you're going to take, it's this. Interactive is the future of speaking. I like to say I practice what I speech so that people see the hierarchy of information that's coming and I'm letting them know, hey guys, here's the good stuff. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming and giving them a directive. Write this one down. This is the golden nugget. And I think that's so important. And I think you can do it in Zoom too. So it's sort of your practice, right? You can practice all day long in your bedroom, but it doesn't count, right? You can have that hairbrush think it's the microphone. No, 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 no. It's only when you hit the stage where, oh my gosh, I see the faces and there's a little bit of sweat and your stomach's a little bit in knots and you're feeling just a nervous and your pace is going up. Well, now you have the perfect moment mm -hmm. to deliver that killer good speech. I like that we're talking about Zoom because that's one of the other things, what you just said where, you know, how to engage people is sometimes throwing in this, okay, I want you to write this down, or everyone can have a little whiteboard and yes. give me some kind of a smiley face or a frowny face if you agree or disagree, to get people more engaged in these conversations. One thing about the Zoom meetings that I have noticed is, you know, what used to be our nonprofit four-hour quarterly meeting is now about an hour on Zoom. Right. So are we accomplishing as much, maybe, or are we losing out because we don't have the engagement, the chit chat, the, hey, what'd you do this weekend, or things like that. And so I really want people to think about that you have to bring those elements to these meetings still. You do. So you're right. So a few things to note. One is I know you run a business like a business. So with you in charge on your not-for-profit, I am not surprised that it's starting on time and ending on time. But I think you're also correct in that it is a good use of time to have people share something new, to share what's exciting, to share the one exciting thing about this not-for-profit is the best donation we gave is fill-in-the-blank. To give people, and this is one of my favorite ideas to steal, 
is give them an assignment on a personal level to bring to the next meeting. So in prep for our meeting, and we're going back on Monday, March 14th, work on a response to this. I am most proud of this organization because dot, dot, dot. So they come back. It's completely relevant to the organization's mission. It requires a little thinking, and voila, you now have the opening to your next meeting. So that's something I like to do quite a bit too. The real key above and beyond all of it and one of the things that I discovered many years ago is that a lot of leaders really think that their communication is effective, but it's really not. We assume that people know what we're saying. We assume that people are going to do, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I, I do. I, <laughs> it's the illusion that communication has actually occurred, right? <laughs> I coach a CEO, for example, and he would tell this story about flying first class on Cathay Pacific, and he would tell it to employees at 2,500, 4,000 employees at a time. And it was all about him noticing someone's console that wasn't working in first class and switching seats. And his point was to be observant. And I had to point out with him that he violated a first rule of storytelling, which is you're never the hero of your own story. And that he cannot be that hero. And his point was, I have been telling that story for four years, Liz. How come no one told me? I said, aha, do you think it's because you're the CEO? No one had the courage to tell him. And that to me is also the benefit of taking us full circle, of having someone tell you the baby's ugly. That's what we all need. Liz, you are a coach. You, you really do help people speak gooder. You're, you know, <laughs> women's leadership. If someone wanted to reach out to you for any of your training programs as a speaker, I'm sure you can facilitate some great meetings, things like that. How would you like them to get a hold of you? Best place is head on over to redfirebranding.com. All roads lead to me. So Red Fire Branding works, Liz Goodgold works, and I am happy to chat with any of those folks. All right. So what is a final thought or word that you would want to share with our listeners about the fact that we don't have to give up good or effective communication because we've gone digital. I think you go back to this golden rule, is think about how you want to be perceived. And if you were frustrated looking at black squares, make it a point to say, every time I'm on Zoom, I will be engaged. I will purposely write in the chat, good job. No one ever leaves a meeting going, I just get too many accolades. Put thank you, ask a question, make sure the video's on, saying, I'm going to go when they make a good point, go into the camera, two thumbs up, do the virtual clap, give them all of the signs because we've killed so many of the other communication methods. Let's make sure that the ones that they can see and they can hear, that they're powerful. That keeps the conversation going. And the person goes, yeah. And it inspires other people to keep chatting. A little bit like a roller coaster. I do enjoy meeting people face-to-face. -face. I'm a master connector, so a great networker. I do miss getting out there and, and being surrounded by a lot of people with a drink in my hand. However... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're meeting for wine later. <laughs> we know that that's not forever. And so what a great time now to polish some of your effective communication, being on Zoom. It starts with each and every one of us. So first and foremost, turn on the video camera. If you don't have a video camera, go get one. Yep. 
All right, I want to thank Liz Goodgold for being here with me today. Check her out, redfirebranding.com. Thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for The Sherry Hill Show. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Everyone is excited about real estate in Northern Nevada, and you will be too after you listen to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Hear what the experts have to say about finding a home, getting a mortgage, investment property. Get the answers to your questions, plus tips on how to make your next real estate transaction better. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., right here on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio.